Welcome to the Bowen Christian Family Center podcast channel. You're about to hear a message recorded at one of our Sunday gatherings. We pray you are blessed and enjoy this inspiring message. This morning I want to talk about confidence, and especially confidence in Christ. I don't know about you, but I know at times I lack confidence. I know that when I was a young kid, I had no confidence at all, and I struggled with confidence. Um, but I've, I know that, that with Christ, when I'm with Christ, that my confidence grows. Um, you know, confidence in Christ, I believe, is very important for every Christian to be confident in Christ, confident in who he is, confident in what he can do. You know, so being confident is not necessarily how you feel or think. Because who knows that we don't always feel confident. But what we can say is, I am confident in Christ. See, what counts when it comes to being confident in Christ is what we know. It's not how we feel. It's not what we think. It's what we know. Because who knows, feelings and even what we think at times can let us down, can be inaccurate. But what we know is what's important when it comes to being confident in Christ. Amen? Are you following me so far? But there is a problem if you don't know the Word of God. Yeah? See, it's what we know when it comes to being confident in Christ. So, how, how can I be confident if I don't know his word, the Bible? If I don't know who God is, if I don't, haven't taken the time to read his word and to find out his character and his nature, if I don't spend the time to know what he can do in my life and what he can do in the life of this church and what he can do in the life of other people, how can I be confident if I don't know his word, if I don't know his character and his nature? How can I be confident if I don't know that he has a plan for me or a plan for you? So we have to know his word. And if we don't know his word, then we're going to struggle with confidence in Christ. Yes? See, we, we need to know things like, for example, that we're living in new covenant times. It's so important that we know that. We're not old covenant anymore. We're new covenant. So basically new covenant is where Jesus has done it all. It's not about us. It's not about our performance. It's not about how good or bad we've been. It's about what Jesus did for us. Old covenant was about man and what he was doing. New covenant, it's about Jesus and what he's done. Who knows this morning that you, are, you, are, you have a ticket to heaven, that you're going to heaven, and it has nothing to do with what you've done. Nothing other than to believe that you're a sinner, sinner in need of a saviour, and that saviour is Jesus. We are saved by grace. We are saved by faith, not by works. Coming to church is a great thing to do, and I encourage you, come to church. But that doesn't get you to heaven. You can tithe. You can pray. None of that gets you to heaven, and I encourage you to do that. But what gets you to heaven, your ticket to heaven believing that you're a sinner in need of a saviour. 
that you repent and say, yeah, I'm a sinner. I recognize, well, firstly, you have to believe there's a God. That's helpful. <laughs> You've got to believe there's a God, yes? You have to believe there's a God. Then you've got to say, yep, I recognize that my sin has separated me from God. There's a separation. I'm a sinner. I'm away from God. I'm not in relationship with God because of my sin. I'm born into sin. I can't help it. I sin. Where all, every single person that's ever born is born into sin. So we need a savior. And we need to recognize that we're a sinner. And we need to recognize that no matter what we do, where we've been or what we've done, doesn't give us the ticket to heaven. It's what we believe. We believe we're a sinner. We believe we need a savior. We repent and we say, yes, I, I believe you're a God. Your God is, you are a God who is real. I believe in you. I believe I'm a sinner. Yes. I believe I need you. I need I need you in my life. I repent. I say, I'm sorry. I turn away from that life that I was living, that life that was controlled by the flesh, that life that was self-centered and selfish, that life that just wanted to do things its own way, that life that just went by how he felt or she felt, that life that just lived their life by how they thought, that life that was independent of God, we turn away from. And we say, we need you, Jesus. I need you, Jesus, in my life, and I need your word in my life. Because once I become a Christian, you can't just stop there. Yes? We're called to grow. We're called to be his disciples, a disciplined follower of Christ. Peter Patterson was here last week, and he was talking about the definition of a disciple. And it's pretty simple, and I thought it was pretty good. What he said, and it was basically... A person that continually learns from Jesus. Now, there are Christians that have stopped learning from Jesus. They're no longer disciples. They do, they do the routine. They do everything that, that they've done for years, but they've stopped learning. Let us never be in that place. Amen? We continually... See, being a Christian, we need to be in a relationship with our God. And the only way we can be in a relationship with our God is through Jesus and what he did on the cross. Yes? So if I painted the picture of how we become a Christian, how we become a follower of Christ, it's not to do with me. It's to do with what Jesus did, believing that he died on the cross for my sin, believing that he died for your sin. Amen? That's what makes us right with God. But we just don't leave it there. We've got to know his word so we know how to live our lives. We've got to live our lives by the spirit, not by the flesh. Amen? If there's one thing I've learned about being confident in Christ, it's this. I can't live a confident life in Christ if I simply go by how I feel or by what I think. You know, I, it, it can't work that way. I, it's got to be by what I know. You know, like, I, I am convinced that if we want to live our lives confident in Christ, then we will need to learn how to live our lives by the Spirit and not by the flesh. Corinthians, sorry, Galatians 5.17. We're all very familiar with this Bible verse. For the flesh desires what is contrary to the Spirit and the Spirit what is contrary to the flesh. They are in conflict with each other so that you're not able to do whatever you want. What a great Bible verse that is. 
You're not able to do whatever you want. See, living by the flesh, we just do what we want. We do what feels good, what feels right. We just go by what we feel. That's living the life by the flesh. Living the life by the spirit is when we go, yeah, I I choose to do what the word of God says. But we can't do what the word of God says if we don't know the word of God. See, living your life by the spirit is where we go, yep, I choose to live my life by what the word of God says. Living our life by the flesh is where we're just living our, our lives independent of what the word of God says. We don't allow the word of God to infiltrate every thought and every action that we have in our lives. We just do it our own way. We think we're right. We just think we're right. We don't allow the word of God in. And that's living your life by the flesh. You know, for a long, as long as you and I live, the devil will try to get into our lives and tell us we need to live our lives by how we feel and by what we think. He will not give up. He will not give up. He will want us to continually live our lives by how we feel and what we think. Not one of us can get through this life without experiencing emotions and feelings and thoughts. There's not much we can do to stop them from coming. You know, you can even listen to great sermons. You can read your Bible. You can pray. But the feelings and the thoughts will keep coming. Feelings of giving up. Feelings like it's not fair. Feeling like it's not right. Feelings of disappointment. Feeling of being hurt and shamed. Feeling of condemnation. So what are you going to do about it? Because these feelings will keep coming. What are you going to do about it? See, living a life of confidence in, in Christ is not a, about feeling confident. It's about being confident. I don't say I feel confident. I say I am confident because let me tell you, I don't always feel confident. I have to say I, I am confident. I am confident in Christ. You've heard me quote this guy once before, Martin Lloyd-Jones said, have you ever realized that most of your unhappiness in life is due to the fact that you're listening to yourself instead of talking to yourself? We need to stop listening to our stinking thinking that says we're not good enough, that says that we'll never measure up, that says that we're afraid, that we'll never make it, that we'll never, it'll never work out. We need to stop listening to that sort of thinking. Amen? We need to stop listening to that sort of thinking and we need to start telling ourselves what we know to be true. But how do, how, do we, how do we do that if we don't know the truth? And the truth is in his word, the truth about who God is and who you are in God. We need to know the truth. See, when you're confident in Christ, truth overrides facts. Can I tell you that again? When you're confident in Christ, truth overrides facts. See, you may have just lost your job. That's a fact. You've lost your job. But I know that in his word it says, God works all things for good. In his word it says, God has a plan for you. In his word it says, God is your provider. So, Truth overrides fact. So when you lose that job, you don't go, oh, well, I'm a loser. I'll never amount to anything. You tell yourself, God has a plan for me. He will provide for me. It will work out. Amen? 
you know, when we think I can't, when we, when we think those thoughts of I can't, I believe it comes from something much deeper, from the belief of I don't think I am. I don't think I'm good enough. I don't think I'm smart enough. I don't think I'm worthy enough. I don't think I'm deserving enough. You know, after years of punishing myself, thinking that I was not good enough, that there was something wrong with me, God showed me through his word that I am fearfully and wonderfully made. And so are you. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. What are you going to believe? Are you going to believe that this morning, that you are fearfully and wonderfully made? I'm not going to live my life based on how I feel or what I'm thinking. I'm going to base my life on his word. Let me tell you, I grew very tired of my thinking. Thinking, did I hear from God? Thinking, am I really with, is God really with me? Does God really love me? Does God really care for me? Is God interested in me? Has anybody ever had that sort of thinking in their life? That sort of thinking caused me to go crazy. Like, oh God, are you there? Are you with me? Do you really care for me? See, I can't go with how I feel or what I think. I've got to go by what his word says because his word says that he is with me. That he'll never leave me nor forsake me. You know, each time I get up to preach, I say, I'm confident. I say it. I have to say it because I don't always get up here feeling like I'm confident. But I say, I am confident. Imagine if I got up here and I said, oh, I'm not very confident. I don't think I've heard from God. And in fact, I'm not sure I should even be on the platform. How good would my preaching be then? See, I've got to say I'm confident, and so do you. We've got to believe it. We've got to know it. You know, the devil wants us to doubt. He wants us to think that we haven't heard from God. He wants us to lose our confidence. You know, I can remember a few years ago, I was preaching my little heart out. Going for it. Loving it. Preaching it. Preaching what I thought was one of my best messages. I was, let me tell you, I was going for it, Andrew. I was giving it my all, my best And this particular person got up about halfway through the preaching and walked out. Well, did my confidence take a battering? Was I distracted? You know, after the service, a number of people came up and said, yeah, like, like, I like, like, it's okay. You can tell me if I preach okay. I I know it's a pride thing, but (laughs) I saw that hand, Barry. And, you know, a, couple, a number of people came up to me this after I'd finished preaching that Sunday and said, John, it, you, what you said was really good. And, you know, and God spoke to me through you. Like, that's what I want to hear. That's what I want to hear. Not so much that my preaching is really good. <laughs> but God spoke to you through me, through the preaching. So I left that particular Sunday morning. With my stinking thinking. Oh, what did I say? Oh, what did I do? I Like I didn't want to upset anybody. I'm one of those people. I don't like upsetting people. Some people might disagree with that. But I don't. I don't really want to upset people. I thought I've upset this person. It was stinking thinking. It was ruining my day. Has anybody ever been there with some stinking thinking? 
I thought I'd had enough of this. I'm going to ring this person and catch up with them and have a coffee and see what I'd said wrong. Well, when I caught up with them, guess what? They had a very valid reason why they had to go and it had nothing to do with my preaching. See? Stinking thinking. I, it, like when, when we lack confidence, the devil gets a foothold. He got a foothold. I was thinking negative thoughts. I was being tormented. As I say, I caught up with this person and it was nothing to do with me. How often do we think it's about us? Yeah. You know, confidence in Christ is the key to living a victorious life. If we struggle with confidence in Christ, we'll find ourselves being continually tormented and living a life of misery. Do you know it's up to me and it's up to you to maintain your level of confidence? There are plenty of times when I don't feel confident, but I tell myself I am confident. I have to keep making that decision that I am confident in Christ. See, I can be confident in Christ not because of what I've done, but because of what he's done, what he did on the cross. I can be confident in Christ. You're getting that? It's not what I've done that I can have confidence in Christ. It's what he's done. He's made me right before God. I can be confident that I'm right before God. I can be confident that he has a plan and a purpose for me. It's up to me to maintain my confidence. See, feelings can be unreliable to say the least and thinking. You know, one day I feel like doing... One thing and another day I don't. One day I feel like mowing the lawns. Another day I don't. One day I feel like getting out of bed early. Another day I don't. One day I feel like going to church. Another day I don't. One day I feel like reading my Bible. Another day I don't. Anybody? Like they're unreliable. We can't just do what we feel like if we want victory in our lives. We need to learn, listen to this, this is very important. We need to learn how to do what is right, even when we don't feel like it. Even though I don't feel like getting up again after being knocked down, I will. Even though I don't feel like I want to forgive, I will. Even though I don't feel like loving that person that treated me poorly, I will. Even though I feel like running away, I will not. Even though I feel like punching you in the face, I will not. Let me go back to Galatians 5.17. For the flesh desires what is contrary to the spirit and the spirit what is contrary to the flesh. They are in conflict with each other. So you're not able to do whatever you want. So you're not able to do whatever you want. The Amplified Version says that the flesh and the spirit are continually in conflict. That doesn't mean we'll never have any relief, but it does mean that we just don't know when the, fl- the flesh it will raise its ugly little hat- head and want to throw a little tantrum. Yes? We have to learn how to live by what we know, not by how we think or feel. When I feel anxious, when I feel unworthy, when I feel sad, when life's unfair, when I feel like I'm hard done by, when I want to throw in the towel or I want to throw myself a little pity party, I can't go by how I feel. I need to stop myself and I need to tell myself that, God, you will never leave me nor forsake me, that you work all things for my good, that I'm a child of God, that I'm fearfully and wonderfully made, that you have a plan for my life. I am forgiven. I'm unconditionally loved. I serve a God that can do all things. See, I know a little bit of his word. 
so that I can live my life by it. But if you don't know his word, if you don't take the time, if you don't study the Bible, how can you know what to do? How can you know what to do? How can you be a disciplined follower of Christ? How can you be a disciple if you don't pick up the Bible and read it? And believe it? And know it? Understand the difference between old covenant and new covenant? Understand how you're saved? Understand how God has a plan and a purpose for you? You've got to pick it up and you've got to read it. We can't do all the things Christ wants us to do if we're not confident in him. If we allow fear and insecurity to have its way, we won't be able to go and do everything that God is calling us to go and do. I know that I can't play it safe. I know that I will need to step out of my comfort zone. I know that I will be, need to be bold. I know that I'll need to be stretched. I know that I'll need to be challenged if I'm going to do all the things that God's calling me to do. Let me say this to you. If you don't take anything else away from today, take this. You can't walk on water if you're not willing to step out of the boat. Did you hear that? You can't walk on water if you're not willing to step out of the boat. We're all very familiar with the story in the Bible where Peter walks on water. Let me just read it to you. Matthew 14, 28 to 32. Then Peter called to him, Lord, if that's really you, tell me to come to you walking on the water. Yes, come, Jesus said. So Peter went over the side of the boat and walked on water towards Jesus. But when he saw the strong winds and waves, he was terrified and began to sink. Save me, Lord, he shouted. Jesus immediately reached out, grabbed him. You have so little faith, Jesus said. Why do you doubt me? When they climbed back into the boat, the wind stopped. See, Peter was able to step out of the boat because he was confident in Christ. He knew Christ for a start. Do you know Christ? How well do you know Christ? He knew Christ. See, he was confident in Christ. He was confident in what Christ could do. See, he could, he could walk on water because he was confident in Christ. See, if you're not willing to step out of the boat, you're not going to be able to do the things that Jesus is calling you to do. Peter knew who Jesus was and he knew what Peter, uh, Je- sorry, Peter knew what Jesus, Peter knew who Jesus was and what he could do. So long as he kept his eyes on Jesus, he could keep walking on the water. See, a person that's confident in in Christ knows that there is a chance that when you step out of the boat, you may sink. But a person that's confident in Christ knows that God is not going to let you drown. You know, a person who is confident in Christ is willing to be stretched, is willing to take risks, is willing to do the things that God's calling them to do. Now, this is my own little quote, and I thought it was quite a good quote, so I want to tell it to you this morning because it's a good one. See, a person who's confident in Christ knows that if they do make a mistake, it does not have to be the end of something. It can be the beginning of something. Did you hear that? 
A person who is confident in Christ does not have to, it does not have to, believes it does not have to be the end of something, yet it can be the beginning of something. They know that they may not be where they want to be, but they're not where they were. Listen to this, a person who's confident in Christ is impressed with how much progress they have made, rather than being depressed with how much further they have to go. That was Joyce Meyer. A person who's confident in Christ is impressed with how much progress they have made rather than being depressed with how much further they have to go. What a great quote that is. Like how often have you got depressed because you feel like you haven't gone far enough? I know I have, but I choose to be impressed with how far I've come and I'm not going to get disappointed with how much further I have to go. And I've got a way to go like every one of us does. So are you impressed with the progress that you've already made? I hope so. A person that is confident in Christ knows that God approves of them. He may not approve of everything that they do, but he approves of them. See, this is a key to living a life of confidence in Christ. See, religion will tell you that you're not good enough, that you need to do something to be qualified to be called a child of God. Religion will tell you that you need to do something so that you can be worthy. Let me tell you, there is nothing you can do that will make you worthy before God. Nothing. You can't do it. It's impossible because you can't meet the law, the perfect standard. There's only one person that lived that perfect standard, and that was Jesus. And thank God that he did it so that you and I can be worthy before God today. See, religion, all the religious people will be going, no, 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 you need to do this. You need to do that. This is what you have to do. You've got to do something. You've got to act in a certain way. You've got to behave in a certain way. You've got to do certain things. That's religion. We're not a religious church. We're not a religious church. We're a church of faith. We believe in the new covenant. We believe we're in new covenant times. We believe that we're worthy before God because of Jesus. We believe it's not because of what we've done, it's because of what Jesus has done, that we can stand righteous before his throne. See, I am confident that even if I make a mistake, even if I do something wrong, and I do as much as you do, it doesn't change a thing. I am in right relationship with God through Jesus. See, but the enemy and religion and people will tell you that, no, you need to do certain things. No. We believe in God's grace. We believe it's by faith. It's not by works. It's by faith that we are saved. It's by faith that we're going to heaven. It's by faith that God, we're in a relationship with God. Amen. A person who is confident in Christ knows that God approves of them. Proves of you. Proves of me. In spite of what I did yesterday. And in spite of what I'm going to do tomorrow. I'm approved. You're approved. Doesn't that give you confidence? You know, a person who's confident in Christ is not double-minded. James 1, 5 to 8. If you lack wisdom... 
you should ask God, who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to you. But when you ask, you must believe and not doubt, because the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea, blown and tossed by the wind. The person should not expect to receive anything from the Lord. Such a person is double-minded and unstable in all they do. You know, I know, I know that when I live my life by how I feel or what I think sometimes, I run the risk of being double-minded. I get confused. I'm not, if I'm not careful, I can actually, my life can become unstable. So I need to live my life by what I know. And when I do that, my life is much more stable. If we could have the band up, please. See, a person who's confident in Christ knows what they believe and they stick to it. They know what they want to do and they do it. They know who God is and who they are to him. They know the word of God and they stand on the word of God. Is that you this morning, church? Are you confident in Christ this morning? Do you know his word? Do you know that you're going to heaven not because of what you did, but because of what you believe? Do you know that you're in right relationship with Jesus because of what you believe, because you made that faith decision? Church, I'm talking to myself as much as you this morning. Are you willing to step out of the boat? Can I have a yes? Are you willing to step out of the boat? Good on you, Mark. I am because I want to walk on water. Do you want to walk on water, Jason? Like walking on water is doing the impossible. But in Christ, all things are possible. We can walk on water because of what we know, because of our relationship with Christ, our relationship with God through Christ. We can walk on water. Who wants to walk on water this morning? I do. I'm sick of, I'm sick of being of these thoughts, negative thoughts that come into my mind. I'm tired of it. I don't want to be double-minded. I'm, I'm, I'm tired of my feelings letting me down. I'm gonna, I choose again this morning to live my life by what I know. Is that you? Thank you for tuning in to Bowen Christian Family Centre's podcast channel. For any more information on our church, the preaching, or Jesus and Christianity, feel free to check out our church website, www.withsundayacc.com.au.